0: Happy Monday! As always, I'm here to make sure that you get off to a great start of this week. If you're new to the podcast and our community, make sure you give this show a follow so that you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. And I say our episodes because nowadays we are with two coaches in the team it's not only myself but also Lorna is doing one-on-one coaching you will have met Lorna on this podcast in the past and because we are now with two people we can actually take on a couple of more one-on-one clients so if you're interested contact us on Instagram it's Liliano in one word you can also send an email to info at mindic.eu. and of course also we've got our group coaching program Pep that you can join at any time and where you get to work with both myself and Lorna. If you want to find out more about PEP, you go to mindegg.eu slash PEP and the links to all of those things are in the show notes. So in today's episodes, I'm going to talk about a quote that I heard a while back, and that is that life is what you make of it, not what it throws at you. Life is what you make of it, not what it throws at you. Lately, I feel like this message is popping up everywhere in my life. It's strange. I feel like the universe is sometimes sending me signals and all of a sudden I just can't ignore it anymore because it tends to come from all kinds of places. So about this quote in particular and the meaning of this, which I'm going to talk about in this podcast, I feel like I read about it. I feel like I hear about it. I have clients mentioning it to me. So I wanted to do an episode about this. I wanted to check in with you, whether or not you are actually in control of your life. I want to go into what I mean when I say being in control. I want to check in on how this takes shape in your life and why it's so important. And of course, how you can step up your game and take control of your life and writing. You ready to do this? Let's jump in first part when I talk about being in control. I talk about being independent. Trust yourself in making decisions. Stop caring so much about what other people are thinking or saying or doing. It doesn't matter. My dear friend Lorna, who are a coach in the Mindic team as of now, she always says, it's my horse, it's my money, it's my time. Why the hell should I care about what other people on the side might think of me? or their opinion for that matter. There is nothing wrong with asking for advice. In fact, you can save yourself a lot of time by not having to reinvent the wheel all of the time. But a lot of the time, you actually know what to do. You simply don't trust yourself in making the right decision. There's a difference between not knowing and not trusting yourself enough to make the right choice. And this has to do with confidence. So if you want to improve your confidence, Start making your own decisions and accept that sometimes you'll make the wrong decision or a decision that doesn't lead to the outcome that you wanted. But great, this is when you learn. You got to dare to make mistakes. And there's this saying, I've I've said it before in the podcast, I love this saying, equestrians don't make mistakes, mistakes make equestrians. There's no such thing really as a mistake. Sometimes we will do things and we, as we label as being wrong, wrong. But really, I always say this, that it's just one way of doing things. And when you figure out a way of doing things that doesn't quite work out, that means that you've just learned one more way that doesn't work, right? And then you just have to try something else. You learn from it. Here's the thing. You learn way more on the days that you make mistakes than on the days where you don't. So trust yourself. Put yourself into situations where you only got yourself to rely on. Go out to a competition and warm out, warm up without your coach. I know we were over in Florida and I saw everyone is using those C coaches over there, those those microphones where they with their trainers. So they have like a headset and their trainer has a headset and they talk to each other. And I saw that everyone is using this. And this is gonna be a great tool, but when it comes to your warm-up on the competition, what happens when you use that in the warm-up, the first time ever where you need to be by yourself is when you step into the arena. You've changed a major factor in your riding the second you step into the arena, the second you have to be there performing on a competition. It's much better if you try this out already at home or in the warm-up arena so that you get used to having to rely on yourself. The worst thing you can do is do something different the moment you need to perform. The more you can make things the same at home in the warm-up in the competition, the better. So learn to trust yourself, put yourself in situations at home already or in the warm-up where you need to rely on yourself. And what you'll realize is that you know way more than you think you do. And when you realize that, again, you're going to start to get some confidence. But if you only rely on other people all the time and ask for their advice all the time, you think that you don't know. And you're going to keep on thinking that you don't know because you never give yourself the opportunity to actually prove to yourself that you know this stuff. So point number one, dare to be independent. Trust yourself in making your own decisions. Don't be so afraid of making mistakes. All the mistakes are are lessons learned. And the more mistakes that you make, the quicker you're going to grow. The more of an equation you're going to become. Because remember that saying, Equestrians don't make mistakes. Mistakes make equestrians. Right. Point number two, and another way that you can take control of your life. We talked a lot about mistakes. And I want you to own your mistakes. I want you to go in with a mindset of everything is my fault. No matter what happens, it's my fault there's a difference between attributing internally and externally. And I'm going to explain to you what this means. Attributing, to start off with, is how you explain a particular outcome. Whether it's a good outcome or a bad outcome, doesn't really matter. Like a outcome, right? It's how you explain that that outcome happened. And when we explain that, internally, so that we attribute internally, we give the credit to our own skill, the effort that we put in, basically things that we are in control of. Whether when we attribute externally, we assign it to things like the difficulty of the task or whether we got lucky or that we had bad luck. So let me take an example here just to make sure that we really got it straight. Let's say you were riding a clear round. Great. You're probably happy. Now, there's two different ways of explaining the fact that you got a clear round, the reason why you got a clear round. You can attribute it externally, remember, to things like the difficulty of the task or luck. You can say things like, my horse is really careful. I'm so lucky to have her. That is attributing externally. You give the credit to the fact that you had a clear round to something that you cannot control. It was all thanks to your horse. You got lucky, right? Can't do anything about it. Then you got attributing internally. So let's say you had a clear round and you're saying afterwards, I got a clear round. I'm so proud of myself for setting that clear round. It's thanks to the fact that I have been training show jumping every single week the last month and that I remember to keep the quality canter throughout my entire round. This, on the other hand, is something that you assign to skill or the effort that you put in. It's something that you were in control of. It's something that you did that led to that clear out. And when you do this, you attribute it internally. Going to take another example here where the outcome was maybe not what you had in mind. So let's say you were to get a five on the halt in your dressage program. If you attribute externally, you can say things like, oh, my horse spooked in the corner for a dog next to the arena when I was just about to turn down the center line, and therefore I couldn't make a proper halt. Bad luck. This is attributing externally because you weren't in control of this. You had like you couldn't have done anything about the fact that there was a dog running out there. This is giving all your power away and just hoping next time there won't be a dog running out. Okay? If you were to attribute the same situation internally, you might say something like: My horse booked for the dog next to the arena. Just when I was about to turn on the center line, it's my fault that I haven't gotten the horse used to dogs, this upcoming week, I'll ask if I can go ride at my friend's place because I know she always has loose dogs running around at the yard. When you do the second thing, you say, it's my fault. It's my fault that I haven't trained my horse to be used to dogs, right? It's my fault. And that means that I can also do something about it. It's within my control. Next week, I'm gonna go and make sure I get my horse used to dogs. So when you attribute externally, you give your power away. You can't do anything about it. You can't replicate it if it was a good thing happening. And you also can't change it if it was a bad thing happening. It's, without your, it's, it's outside of your control. And this often leads to frustration. So it's better to always take on the attitude that everything is my fault. Everything is my fault, whether it was something good happening or something less good or bad happening. It's always my fault. There is a difference though, between attributing internally saying it's my fault and talking shit to yourself, right? There's a fine line here. When you talk shit to yourself, you say things like, I made a mistake. I'm useless. I can't do anything right. I suck. I might as well give up. Very negative spiral. But when you attribute internally, you say I made a mistake. Hmm. What could have been the cause of this? What can I do to ensure I get a different outcome in the future? You can come up with some exercise to practice at home. You can make a checklist of things that you need to do at the competition to make sure you get a different outcome. You look at it from a factual standpoint rather than looking at it as being, oh, I suck. I'm I, I'm so bad at this because you can't do anything with that, right? That is saying, it's my fault, and then you go down in a really negative spiral. But you can also say, it's my fault. Here's how I'm going to change it going forward. You take control. So point number two, own your mistakes. No matter what happened, always assign it to yourself, your skill set, the effort that you've put in, because when you do, you're also in control to change it. right. Point number three, and this is so important. If you remember one thing from this episode, I want you to remember this one. Develop a growth mindset. And for those of you who doesn't know what a growth mindset is, there's two different mindsets. You have either a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. Well, I say either, but really this is sort of like a grayscale. It's it's not like you're 100% growth or you're 100% fixed mindset. It's more like on a scale, right? But you want to be developing as much of a growth mindset as possible because this is what's going to help you to be successful long term. So when we have a fixed mindset, we look at things as being fixed, that this is just a hand that you've been dealt and you can't do anything about it. It's what it is. It doesn't matter how much effort that you put into it. Nothing is going to change. So you blame others or circumstances for where you are at in life. You come up with excuses as to why you can't do things. And you believe that everything happens to you. That you are the victim of your circumstances. And if we then talk about a growth mindset, when you have a growth mindset, you believe that everything happens for you. You absolutely love and embrace challenges and you see it as an opportunity to learn and to grow and to become better. Every challenge is an opportunity in disguise. That's what growth mindset people believe. Every challenge, whatever comes your way, is just an opportunity. It's just something that I can learn from. And there's really no limit as to what you believe you're capable of in life, as long as you are willing to put in the effort and give it your all. You believe that you're capable to figure it out. You might not have the required skill set to do something right now, or you might not have the financial means to do something right now, but you're able to develop it. If others can, so can I. That's a typical growth mindset. And that's something that I use so much with myself, with my clients. I think I even mentioned it in the last episode or the episode before. If others can, so can I. I am in control of how my life plays out. So rather than making excuses, you start from the circumstances that you've got and you find a way to make it work. And when I talk about excuses, I'm going to take a couple of examples here because I see this so often So for example, something I heard just the last week, actually, from from one of my clients, two of my clients, actually, (laughs) I can't go to a show because my trainer isn't going. So when I hear this, I always go, well, why is it that you can't go? Because this could be of different reasons, right? Sometimes it'll be things like I need their coaching. These are people that have been riding for decades and still they give me the answer. And this has not happened once. This has happened several times that people tell me, people that have been riding for decades, they tell me I can't go to a show because my trainer is not going to be there. And this goes back to this thing I talked about, about the C coach. You got to learn to be riding by yourself. You got to learn to how to do your warm up. Great if your coach can be there, but you can't be relying on them all the time. Because you're going to be completely dependent on your their schedule, which again goes back to point number one. Be independent. If other people can be there and support you, great, but don't rely on other people. Be independent. Another example I heard is the last week. Well, I can't go because I don't have a trailer. And so my trainer isn't going. And because I can't go with my trainer, I can't go. Figure it out. Contact some friends, see if you can go with them, rent a truck, whatever you need to do to get your freaking ass to the, over to that competition. There is a way. In fact, I had someone texting me this last week, suggesting that we go to a competition together. She asked if she could come with me. And I said, yes. The thing is, there's so many people out there that are willing to help you, but unless you ask them, you can't get a yes, right? You already have a no and you can get a yes. So if you're afraid to ask people, remember that you already have a no, you can get a yes. And some of you are probably thinking now, yeah, but, yeah, but. And you always have that next excuse. So if I were to now say, yeah, but you know what? You can better go to the competition and learn how to warm up by yourself. Yeah, but. I have this young horse, and last time I took it out, I fell off, and da 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 da, 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 da. Or, yeah, but my marks are going to be really bad, and this judge is going to see me, and what if they show up a different time? Here's the thing. You can keep on going like this in eternity. You can give me an excuse, and I can give you an answer. You can give me an excuse, and I can give you an answer. We can keep on going like, I've done this like for hours with clients. Like We can do this. But here's the thing. It's not about all those excuses. You will always find excuses. It's not about the excuses themselves. It's about your mindset. You need to stop finding reasons why you can't go or why it doesn't work or why it's not going to work out or all the reasons that you can't do something and instead come up with ways to make it work. Figure it out. I guarantee you that there are people out there that have been in the exact same position as you are now And they found a way to make it work. It's not about your circumstances. It's about your mindset and determination to find a way to make it work. Everything starts with your mindset. You got to believe that you can do it. Believe that you can and you're halfway there. And this is a famous saying of a reason. I have this example, actually. No one believed that you could run a marathon under three hours. For many, many years, people said, no, that's just the human limit is there. You absolutely can't do it. Someone did it, and all of a sudden, several people started running marathons under three hours. What's the difference? Someone showed that it was possible. Other people started to believe that it was possible. So start right now with developing the belief that you can do it. Then take action, go out, and find a way. You either have excuses or you have results, but you can't have them both. So my question to you today is, which one do you want? Right. That's all I got for you for today. To summarize this episode, there's three things that I want you to consider when it comes to taking control of your life. There's three things I want you to do in order to step up your game and actually start running your life. Not allowing other people or circumstances to run your life, but to step up and run your life. First of all, become independent. Start making your own decisions. It's great to have others to give you support and advice, But stop thinking you need it. See it as a bonus rather than a requirement. Number two, own your mistakes. Attribute internally. Every outcome that you get is because of something that you did or didn't do. No matter the outcome, it's your fault. Or my fault, to the person who's listening to this. And then number three develop growth mindset. Stop finding excuses and start finding ways to make it work. If you want more, know that we have some spaces right now for one-on-one clients. We are with two coaches in the team nowadays. It's not only myself, but also Lorna, who's been on this podcast in the past, and that's also a coach in the PEP program, are also able to take on some one-on-one clients. So if you're interested, contact us on Instagram. It's Justin Lilino in one word. You can also send an email to us. It's info at mindic.eu. And remember, we've also got our group coaching program, PEP, that you can join at any time. And more info about that is on mindic.eu slash PEP. You'll find the link to all of this in the show notes. And here's what you can do to help us spread the word. Give this podcast a rating and a review in Apple Podcast or in Spotify. You click the three dots next to the episode. You go to show and you tick in some stars you drop a sentence or two telling us what you like about this podcast and please also remember to tell your friends about it and share it on social media when you do make sure you tag me in it and until next time i challenge you to start making strides in your mindset so you can truly make strides in your writing see you on the next magical monday